Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What do you do when you stumble into the knowledge that your sister cheated on her current fiancé? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... My mom is trying to force me to invite 40 of her closest friends to my wedding. I, 31-year-old male, proposed to my fiancé, 28-year-old female, this past year, and we've been planning our wedding since. Her parents offered us a generous sum of money to cover most of our wedding expenses, and after all is said and done, they'll probably cover 90% of the cost, with my fiancé and I paying out of pocket for the rest. We couldn't be more grateful and found a beautiful venue not long after. We booked it for early spring 2025 and we couldn't be more excited to get married. Our venue is on the larger side and has a minimum of 130 people for that particular date. We started making a preliminary guest list and even after giving most of our friends plus ones, we're just below the minimum, but we're still planning on expanding the guest list further as we get closer to sending our save the dates. This past weekend, we were visiting my parents and we let slip that we're below our minimum as of right now. And my mom, 59, started rattling off tons of people that we had to invite, none of whom are family. In total, it was something like 16 couples, some of whom I knew growing up, others were parents of my younger siblings' friends. I don't particularly care for most of them, and I only ever tolerated them because they're my parents' friends. Frankly, some of them are jerks. I haven't had a relationship with any of these people in the past 10 years, if ever. A few of them I haven't seen since I graduated high school. Some of them my fiancé has never met in the six years we've been together. All of them have adult children, younger than me, that I'm sure were included in the required invite, none of which I like. I told my mom in no uncertain terms that most, if not all, of those people would not be getting invited and that she needs to stop telling them they're coming, which leads to her losing it on me in front of my fiancé. She complained that she's only having a few members of her side of the family attend the wedding and that I owe it to her to invite her friends because it's such a big day for her. She went as far as to say that she won't give us a wedding gift if we don't invite her friends. Honestly, I couldn't care less about that. If a gift comes with stipulations, it's not a gift, it's an obligation, and she can keep it. For context, the reason most of my mother's family isn't invited is because she had a falling out with them when I was a little kid. I don't really know what it was about, nor do I care, but we went from seeing that side of my family at every holiday and birthday to pretending they didn't exist. They've reached out to her in the past to try and repair that relationship, but she's refused to allow them back into our lives. I ended up diffusing the situation and told my mom that we'll talk about the guest list at another time, but I meant what I said, I don't want any of those people there. They're not my friends, they're not my family, and I don't have any relationship with them. Based on the way she's reacted, I'm guessing she's already told everyone they're invited and she's going to be embarrassed when she has to tell them otherwise, but frankly that's not my freaking problem. I think she's unbelievably entitled to have done that and it's incredibly disrespectful to my future in-laws that my mother is planning to take advantage of their money and generosity to have a party with her friends. I know I'm going to have to revisit this argument with her soon. And I'm not sure how I'm supposed to get it through to her that she isn't the one making the guest list. 
If anyone can help me navigate this minefield, I'd be extremely grateful. Honestly, I don't know a great way to deal with this without, I guess, kind of flaring up some kind of argument because I feel like you just need to be honest about it. Be assertive and say, listen, if you're not going to give me a gift, that's fine. I don't want those people there. Please respect me and my wishes on my wedding. And if they don't, well, you can just continue to pound the fact that they can't respect you or your wedding. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is married but wanting separate bank accounts. My 33-year-old female, husband, 31-year-old male, and I are looking into separating bank accounts after years of financial disputes and power struggles. I've seen many examples of how to split the bills, but usually both parties are salary and no kids are involved. I am salary, but my husband has an hourly job and his paychecks vary wildly, so how do we decide how much of his money goes to bills? Should it be a set amount or percentage? Also, he works late most days, earning overtime pay and making his paycheck substantially larger than mine sometimes. However, because he works overtime, I'm unable to stay late and earn overtime, as I have to pick up the kids from school or daycare by a certain time. So how does that overtime money get split? Hoping to find a system we both feel is fair, but also making sure all necessities are reliably covered. If you're going separate, I would say focus on having a central account that is solely for handling all bills and responsibilities. Calculate the bottom line there and you'll know exactly how much you both need to contribute to make it work. And then maybe have an extra savings account where you can contribute a percentage or something like that every month. Our next story is, my boyfriend lied about quitting his job and put our housing in jeopardy. How do I get past this? I've, 30, been with my boyfriend, 32, for four years. After we got a job at an apartment building, we decided to move into an apartment there because he would get a big discount on rent. A year or so after living there, he started to hate the job due to the stress of having an understaffed team and long working hours. I suggested that he look for a new job if he was unhappy there, but he continued to stick it out because of how good the rental discount was. Well, one day he comes home in the middle of the workday and says he's taking the rest of the day off. Two days go by and he still hasn't gone back to work. I ask him what's up and he says that he just needs to use up some extra days of PTO. The weekend comes and while out to dinner with friends, he gets a little drunk and basically reveals to me and two other friends at the table that he quit his job on the spot for good. On the way home, I ask him why he waited so long to tell me and why he would just quit cold turkey without a new job lined up, especially considering that his contract states that once he stops working at the apartment, we have to be moved out within four weeks. Plus, at this point, he owed me a couple thousand dollars from shared expenses that he was catching up on. He said he was sick of working there and waited to tell me because he needed time to process it, but that he would figure out his work in our living situation. Fast forward a week later and we've applied for a new apartment. A few days later, we get denied due to rental history. I call the screening company to ask why and they say we have an outstanding balance at the current property we live at for last month's rent being late, and now an open eviction filed because of it. I'm completely stunned because I sent my portion of rent to my boyfriend every month and we pay on time. Turns out my boyfriend hadn't paid the rent and got served the eviction notice one day while I wasn't home, all before we had even applied to this new place and didn't tell me about any of it. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I paid off the outstanding balance so that he could get the eviction filing dismissed. Luckily, I was only listed as an occupant and not as a leaseholder, so the eviction wasn't on my record too. But I'm livid because not only did he emit important info for me again... But now that meant he couldn't apply to a new place with me, since most places will automatically deny you with an eviction filing on your record. So now we had fewer apartment options, since we'd only be applying with just my income instead of both of ours together. So a week before we needed to move out, I found a new place to apply to, and with the help of my dad co-signing with me, I was able to get approved for it. I'm self-employed, so it's hard for me to get approved by myself, even though I make over three times the rent. It's been two months now, and my boyfriend is still unemployed. I'm covering all the expenses, and at this point, he owes me almost $7,000 since I've been covering his half of the rent, plus our other living expenses. He uses my car to deliver for Uber Eats, but it's just not enough since he also has student loans and other bills to pay. I just don't feel like he's doing everything he can to find a job and pay me back. And the lies he told are making it hard for me to trust him. I feel like his decisions were so impulsive and he didn't even stop to consider how they would affect me. And whenever I try to address it with him, he gets really defensive and says, I need to understand that he needed to do what was best for him and his mental health at the time. Would you be able to trust your partner again after something like that? Is this something worth breaking up over? How long would you wait for your partner to get their crap together? Or what would they need to do to make things right? Somebody in a relationship who went and did something like that that endangered your living situation almost puts you at risk if you were a leaseholder at getting a black mark on your record and tries to excuse it all by saying, I needed to do what was best for me. Personally, I would think that's a huge red flag and indicative of him literally saying out loud, hey, if the ship is sinking, I'm going to grab both life vests just to try to make sure I stay alive. Listen, I gotta do it for myself. Our next story is, friend, 24-year-old female, confessed she slept with a guy, 25-year-old male, after she insisted I, 24-year-old female, should date him for months. 
Best friend, let's call her D, 24-year-old female, has been insisting for months that I should give this guy, 25-year-old male, we're both friends with, a chance romantically, as she and everyone else in our friend group think we should date. To be clear and totally honest, as I, 24-year-old female, want an honest opinion on this, I do not have or have had a crush on this guy. We are long-term platonic friends. He is truly a lovely guy, but I'm not in any way romantically or sexually attracted to him, and I view it as a platonic relationship only. We've been friends for five years, where nothing remotely romantic happened. However, she kept insisting I should do it to the point I started to question whether maybe she had a point. One week ago, Dee tells me she slept with him on a night out. Said she wasn't satisfied among a bunch of other demeaning stuff about him, but really thinks he's a guy that can offer her stability and wants to pursue him further. Now, to say I'm shocked is a bit of an understatement. I've thought a lot about this issue, and my problem isn't with them hooking up as I had no intention of turning my friendship romantic, but despite all of that I can't help feeling my friend went behind my back after insisting for months on how great of a couple we'd make. Guess I just totally did not see it coming or see her being interested in him. To top it all, I feel for the guy friend regarding all the demeaning things she said about him and feel like this may just end up in a bad way for our friendship group. I've not brought it up as I've been trying to process how I feel about it, but I do feel like I find it very hard to engage in conversation with her as my trust has been damaged. To clarify, this is not the first time she's done something that has broken my trust in her, but she's tried to win that trust back over the years. I have since distanced myself from this friend, as I found it hard to communicate with her and have a generic conversation when my trust is damaged, and keep thinking of what else she's been telling me and then done the opposite behind my back. Am I doing the wrong thing by distancing myself from this friend without bringing it up with her first? I mean, to be fair, if somebody was like, you should go for it, I think you two would be great for months on end, and I never went for it or I never really showed much interest, and then they went for it, and they said, surprise, I went for it, I don't know if I'd be feeling personally quite so backstabbed like OP is. In fact, I find it kind of weird that OP's so kind of torn up about it. If OP themselves said that they are not interested in that guy in that way, why are they so hung up about them taking their shot? Now I understand being put off by the demeaning things she said, but I'm wondering why there's some kind of almost jealousy that's seemingly there. This next story is, my 22-year-old female, boyfriend, 25-year-old male, told me to shut up. My boyfriend and I were leaving to go out to the beach with our friends. Two of his guy friends were parked outside of his house, waiting to pick us up. As we were heading out the door, my boyfriend's dad was telling him to look at the flowers he planted in the garden. My boyfriend told his dad to stay inside because it was embarrassing to do that in front of his friends. I felt so bad for my boyfriend's dad and I told my boyfriend, just let him be. My boyfriend then proceeded to say, you don't know what it's like, shut up. He said it in such a sharp, harsh tone as well. Then he walked to his friend's car and acted like everything was okay, greeting them, etc., I felt so hurt by this because I honestly feel like I didn't deserve to be treated like that. I felt like my boyfriend's mood changed because he was about to see his friends and acted like he was better than me. But I also get the sense that his dad does do stuff like this a lot, always insisting him to look at things, being a bit socially unaware. My boyfriend doesn't have the best past relationship with his dad, so I feel like his dad just does this as an attempt to connect with him. At the beach, I tried to act normally because I didn't want our friends to know that I was mad at him and give off negative vibes. It hurts as well because when we were with his friends, 
He started talking to me as if everything was fine, making jokes, etc. I was going to bring it up in the moment, but obviously I couldn't because we were with his friends. Then when we got back to his place, I had to go back home because it was getting late and I didn't want to end things on a bad note since I only see him on weekends. Now it's the next day and I can't help but feel hurt by this. Even though it's quite small, I don't even feel like talking to him right now. Should I bring this up with him or just let it go? I think it's worth bringing up because it's one thing if they're acting like that in front of their father, they have their gripes, sure, but they shouldn't treat you like that and they should be respectful of you enough to not snap at you and tell you to shut up like that. Plus, I don't really understand why they're getting embarrassed like that anyways. At 25 years old, are they insecure that their friends are going to laugh at them because their dad says, look at the flowers? Just some really immature behavior radiating from a 25 year old. Our next story is, my husband has a nightmare disorder and it's affecting me. My husband and I have been together for seven and a half years, married for two and a half. We moved in together only after marriage. He started having nightmares maybe four years back. He had a very stressful PhD journey involving multiple incidents with authority that made him feel powerless and cornered. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He didn't share any of this with me when he was going through it, and we were in long distance. He has a habit of suppressing to deal with things. During this time, unaware, I'd also put pressure regarding our wedding. His family was against us and they treated me horribly and kept delaying our wedding plans. I felt resentment towards him not being able to handle them. He had to go through his family suddenly being people he didn't think they were in terms of principles and just personality. So all of this together caused him a lot of stress and I guess we can call it complex PTSD. I've tried to convince him to seek therapy. He agrees but keeps putting it off. I feel guilt for the part I played in causing that stress to him. I also had no knowledge of the other stuff he was dealing with. I would ask him every day about his day and one of the reasons I put pressure on him about the wedding was... I could feel the distance growing. I felt him closed off in some ways and I blamed the physical distance for it. Once we moved in together, I noticed how badly he slept. His limbs would jerk so much from stress relief the moment he fell asleep. Then he would wake up multiple times a night in terror. When asleep, he also groans and cries. I would wake up, pat him, assure him he's safe and he would sleep again. Over these couple of years, he has gotten better. His limbs don't jerk now. He falls asleep quietly. He still wakes up with terror and I pat him and I try to sleep. I've booked an appointment for him for the next month to see a mental health professional. We were seeing a therapist who kept postponing the therapy for his nightmares, so I've booked with a new person. So we're hopefully on the path of recovery. But the last few days, I've been struggling with feelings of being in a relationship with emotional asymmetry. I feel like I'm with someone who's not well and so while he supports me and is a great partner etc, I feel there's something I'm also going through being with someone who is suffering like this. I also feel resentment towards his family who still blame me for everything, but they still cause him the stress that makes the nightmares worse. 
For example, the dream stopped for a week after we spent a month around his friends. Then he visited his family and the dream started again. I'm sending him to spend time with his friends again next month for two weeks, though I'll be seven months pregnant at the time. I'm basically looking for validation that someone in my situation is going through an experience too. I don't know how to describe it and in what ways I'm struggling. For example, he has negative self-perception and is very tired the whole day. I feel our emotional dynamic is not equal right now. I've been crying a lot since yesterday and I ended up blurting out to him that I'm feeling something like being with someone going through grief, etc. That it's unequal support. He feels defensive and offended and I feel very guilty that I said that to him. He did end up invalidating these feelings I'm having. While I don't want to explain to him and make him feel worse, I just want to understand that what I'm feeling is not nothing. I'll see a therapist for myself too. I guess I'm just looking for validation and empathy here, and not solutions. A million percent he needs some therapy, he probably could benefit also from somebody who deals with sleep science, some kind of sleep study or something. I think the most important thing, if OP wants things to improve, is 100% to just try to prioritize these appointments and get these things done, and actually just try to push things to actually be worked upon because nothing's going to be better if he's not seeing any kind of professionals and working on it. Our next story is, caught in the middle of my sister's relationship and I'm not sure what to do. My 27-year-old female, younger sister, 25-year-old female, and her now fiance, 25-year-old male, have been together six years. They met in college, this was her roommate's boyfriend first, by the way, and their relationship has been tumultuous for some time. Both have cheated. Fast forward to now, I was helping her fiancé shop for rings, and I was really excited for this new chapter in the relationship. After the ring was purchased, my sister and I were hanging out one day. I needed to borrow my sister's phone because mine had died and discovered that she was having an affair with someone else. I confronted her and she basically said it's her life and to mind my business. Anyways, he proposed this week and I haven't said a word or congrats. I feel awful. At the end of the day, I don't want to have a strained relationship with my sister, but I told her I want no part in this because I'm not going to pretend to be happy knowing the truth. A part of me wants to tell the fiancé, but I know it would ruin my sister and I's relationship forever. The whole thing is disgusting to me and I feel uncomfortable at the thought of pretending to be happy like she wants and to be around them. I hate lying, I'm at a loss. What should I do? Do I just play along? Do I tell them? Do I just continue to stay away? So, I mean, the ball, I feel, is very much still in OP's court. If they don't feel comfortable telling them, but that also kind of makes them want to keep their distance, I feel like I understand that. At the same time, I've often said when stories like these pop up, that if you were in the fiancé's shoes, wouldn't you want to know, are you going to have a guilty conscience being able to keep this even if you stay away from it? It might be one of those things that upsets you to the point where you want to trash something, bang your fist on the table with the frustration that this relationship is really going to be impacted. But if you can't live with that guilty conscience, I definitely don't think it would be a bad thing telling this guy before they got married. This next story is, I find it hard to address this problem with me, female 28, a twin brother, male 31 of my boyfriend, 31, and their sister, 23. I have a strong, undeniable resentment towards brother and sister of my boyfriend. To make it clear, I'm going to give you some notion about how normally people perceive me. I have a reputation of a friendly, giving, humble, and intelligent woman. 
My boyfriend and I are very much in love, but his brother and sister hate me for no reason. When I traveled to Lisbon to meet his family, I was very delighted to see them together and meet the most important people of his life. He kinda warned me that they're toxic, but I thought he was exaggerating. Sister, since the first day of the meeting was mean to me, assuming things, projecting her ideas of my country on me, I'm Georgian. For example, you're probably against abortion, right? Or you probably prefer a man to take a lead, right? And smiling awfully. In the first days, she started demanding that I clean the house, was always complaining that the kitchen isn't shining, she doesn't do anything, doesn't cook. I didn't need to be told what to do, especially in a mean way. And in my country, guests are not treated like this. She didn't stop making spicy comments, and after every time we visited their family members or relatives, she told me they weren't happy about our meeting. I kept my cool and tried not to react, reminding myself that I'm better than this. But then there is his brother. Brother? Me and him have a huge ideological and fundamental difference. He thinks money is everything called my mother who married my father at 43 an outdated woman because the best ones get married before 35 told me i'm a passport hunter that all the georgian women are passport hunters later i found out that he spreads absolute bull about me in portugal with people i hadn't even met yet today i found out that they always make cynical comments about me in their family chats calling me not very social her friends which friends she doesn't get along with anyone and etc and i realized the wound has never healed and i cannot stop getting mad i was going through hard personal issues trying to find a job dealing with gaps in friendships after returning to my home country after a year in scandinavia being crushed getting myself together after my dreams literally fell apart to study in norway and people who don't know me dragging me down like this he lived here in georgia while we lived here too so I had to meet him very frequently. He went for a few months, he's coming back soon and I think he's even counting on us to give him a room in our apartment. First visit in Lisbon was in January this year and we went again this summer. It was my mistake to accept my boyfriend's invitation. I was still nice to the sister but she didn't miss the chance to make me feel terrible. I despise this so much that I can hardly breathe in their presence. If not my boyfriend, I'd not have any connection with this kind of people. How do I protect myself without hurting my boyfriend's feelings? Worth mentioning that they're not nice to him either, but he is used to it and doesn't care. He said if he confronts them, it's the end of their family, so he only corrects them. But I see he is hurt as well. I'm a person who always had to fight for her rights. I've seen too much and I cannot just eat it up. When someone discredits and purposely disrespects me, I'm deeply hurt. Update. I told his brother that he and his sister will never be welcome in my life, ever. And he can now gossip about it too. And seeing their messages, I thought for two hours and went to his chat and sent this message. I don't know what you will think about it too, but I used my connections and he will no longer be able to enter some major clubs in the city. At least I could do that to punish him for being an abusive, hateful, narcissistic man. Thanks for your comments. I appreciate your attention and I believe all of them come from a good place. Honestly, with the way the brother treated OP and the way they feel about Georgian women, OP's probably doing a lot of people some real service making sure that they're not getting into any of those clubs. God forbid anybody get linked up with a guy like that. Our next story is, I avoid visiting my friend because of her smoking habit. Should I be honest with her? One of my 24-year-old female dearest friends is a heavy smoker, 24-year-old female. 
She smokes about 10 cigarettes in 4 hours. She is a truly awesome person who I love and care deeply about. We get along so well. The problem is, she smokes inside her own house. Every time I go visit her, she chain smokes in her room and it's making me nauseous. She does open the window, but as a non-smoker, it still starts getting irritating after a few hours. One of our common friends made a comment the other day on her habit of smoking inside, and she became defensive and told him, If you don't like it, you know where the door is. I have to make up polite excuses to leave her house after a while, because she might get annoyed with me too if I tell her something. I try to get her to hang out in my place instead, but she recently mentioned that she deliberately tries to get her boyfriend to hang out in her own house because she doesn't like having to go outside for a smoke break all the time in his house. So now I feel weird asking her to visit me when I don't allow smoking in my house. I really enjoy her company and she is a wonderful person who I accept as she is. But cigarette smoke bothers me a lot and I found myself not visiting her because of this. She'll call me and ask me to come and hang out on her place right after I've stepped out of the shower and washed my hair. I know that if I'll go, I'll have to rewash my hair afterwards to get rid of the cigarette smell. So I end up making a random excuse about having other plans. I feel like a butt about lying to her, but I don't want to hurt her feelings. How should I handle this? You know, I feel the same way when Snoop Dogg calls me up to come hang out at his place. It's such a shame because nobody believes me that I hang out with him. In all seriousness, she says, if you don't like it, you know where the door is. So I think OP should just be honest and say, I'm gonna be honest, I just don't like everything I have and me myself picking up the smell of smoke. I think if you do care enough, you really can take a moment to try to think about the best way to deliver this that isn't too harsh or condescending and expresses how much you love to hang out with them. It's just too much for you. This next story is, partner states my decision will be detrimental to our relationship. 30-year-old female, me, and 27-year-old male, 5-plus-year relationship. I recently purchased a two-day ticket to a festival, Edco, for next November. This was purchased alongside friends and family. My partner got extremely upset. I've never went away during our entire relationship. This will be my first time. My decision to go is causing them extreme anxiety to the point that they're questioning what my faithfulness will be once I arrive. They're questioning if I'll abuse substances while I'm there as well. I've never done those things. How can I navigate this with them? How can the situation be diffused? I really want to go. I've given no reason to not be trusted, so this is disheartening for me. I think there's some kind of separation anxiety here. I mean, being together for five years and never having any space apart, that's a long time. I don't really know what more you can do besides tell them that you are faithful to them, you would never do anything to hurt them, and most importantly, stay true to your word. I definitely wouldn't give any room to allow for them to be a bit more controlling, even if it's out of fear or not. It's good and healthy, obviously, for people to have some space and some hobbies apart from their partner especially once every five years. This next story is, got left out by friends for Thanksgiving dinner. Should I, 21-year-old male, confront or pretend nothing happened? I, 21-year-old male, am currently in college, UK, and have a friend group of around 10 people. In a social last week, one of them, Mary, 23-year-old female, asked me if I was coming to Bella's, 21-year-old female, place for Thanksgiving dinner next weekend. At that point, I realized that they were planning one, so I said yes, but then I heard nothing, like place and time, since. So this morning I texted Mary and asked if it was still happening. There was no reply. 
Finally, tonight on social media, I saw pics of Mary, Bella, and a few others in our friend group doing Thanksgiving dinner. We hung out as usual in the past week, and nothing happened this week, so I'm really sad that I was left out. Should I confront them and ask why that was, or pretend I didn't see the pics and nothing happened? I just don't think OP's going to get anything good out of bringing it up. It obviously sucks that they didn't get invited here and they're feeling left out, but you're just going to cause, I feel, so much undue stress and tension and potentially make your relationship with these people even worse and strained when you bring up, why wasn't I invited? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.